questions are welcome in the show feedback thread on our Discord server. Go to gleepsgaming.fun and click on the link. We thank you for your support. You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. Next stop. Pants cast. Okay, so why did the giraffe break up with her boyfriend? That was an actual question. This isn't. This wasn't the beginning of the um, of the uh, defibrillation speech. It was too short. <laughs> I still suspect that it is. Oh, warning! Something. I'm sorry. I suspect that it is still part of the defib opening, but I, I'll bite. I, I feel like it's because he's too short. <laughs> okay, Aventus. Uh, I I forgot. All I heard was giraffe in my brain, and all I keep thinking about is a giraffe right now. He's highly suggestible, that Vendus. All right, it's because he was a cheetah. Get it? Her boyfriend was a cheetah. Kicked him, kicked him to the curb. You know, if you get kicked by a giraffe, it hurts. Okay, so. All right, so then what did the llama say when the very same cheetah asked her to a picnic? It's almost over. Hang in there. <laughs> I got nothing. Was that what the llama said, or are you telling us that it's almost over? Well, I'm telling you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm cluing you in. <laughs> we'll cut that out in past. <laughs> I mean, because I would, I, would, I would have said it, it, it's almost over. No, <laughs> no, no, the llama said, great. I'll pack a lunch. I'll pack a... Uh, uh, I feel like my toddler's telling me jokes. I mean, those are so funny, Glee. I am. I am your toddler. <laughs> Him, everyone's toddler. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, this, we had, um, you know, what was it, three or four months ago, we had the uh, the uh, white elephant uh, gift exchange thing in the office here, and um, uh, somebody got a uh, a dad joke for a dad joke a day calendar, and so happy, happy about that. By by, by somebody, do you mean Gleep? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, um, moving right along. Uh, you guys, uh, you know uh, Gustav, the, Gustav, Gus, Gustav, Gustav the Reaper. That name ring a bell for you? I don't, if you don't, know, I don't even know if he has a proper last name. Um, I've always thought of him as working for or with Karen, uh, but that could, be, um, that could be just me. I'm going to assume no. No. Is that, is that a good assumption, Vendus? Have I assumed correctly? Huh? Thank you. Okay. Uh, so, but you guys, you guys do remember Richard and Gunner? Well, of course you do, because uh, Richard uh, played Monster Hunter, the home game version, and he never took the cigar out of his mouth. And you may also remember I hypothesized that Richard might have had a little bit of help from the mechanical elves, uh, originating in a parallel dimension, of course. Help when he saved little Gunner from the jaws of that baby monster, because you got to remember. Sharks and reptiles are monsters. Now, 
Why do we suppose they would do that? The elves, I mean, why would they do that? Because Gunner was too young. Because the monster in question was too small. Because it wasn't time yet. It wasn't yet time for the little monster to begin aiding beings on this side, including one particular cavalier King Charles Spaniel named Gunner, in their transition to the other side. Um, and double goth ants notwithstanding. So now, who knows what and when they know it is still very much up for debate, but not tonight. No, not tonight. So, suffice it to say, I want to believe uh, that the elves helped Richard to prevent a great wrong from occurring. And that's all I have to say about that. For it is, as in the words of the first of two prophesied witnesses, the one known to some as Enoch, Sorian, huh? Enoch? Yeah, yeah who comes all back around? The dearly departed, the master of disaster, the one true messenger of God, Mr. Marshall Boom Boom Applewhite! Applewhite! Ding, 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 ding! Boom Boom Applewhite! What did he say? He said, the quickest way to a man's heart is through castration. So I wonder if one is eaten by a Komodo dragon. Into what or to where do they transition? I'm guessing not wax string or a dentist's office, respectively. Oh my god, their mouths are absolutely... Picking up again there, um, I'm going to record over a little bit here because um, I accidentally hit the spacebar which stopped it. So I'm going to say, <clears throat> the quickest way to a man's heart is through castration. So I wonder, if one is eaten by a Komodo dragon, into what or to where do they transition? I'm guessing not wax, string, or a dentist's office, respectively. Oh my god, their mouths are absolutely lousy with the bacterias. Death by halitosis. So now, the key point here. We know from our games that to get from where we are to where we want or need to be, sometimes we just got to get past that monster. Right? Am I right? Sound off like you got a pair! Yeah! Oh, that, I'll, I'll take that as an affirmative. <laughs> this has been a rhetorical question. Please remember to keep your arms and legs inside the ride at all times. Had this been an actual S-C-E-L-E, -E, you would have been direct... No, wait, that was, <laughs> that was the last show. Never mind. But before I forget, I am Doe to the Ray to the Gleep. He is Sorian. Other he is Vendus. Other other he is Evil Joe. You guys all remember the uh, scene at the Buckleberry Ferry when Frodo and the boys are trying to outrun the Nazgul dude on the horseback, and it's real dramatic. And Frodo is last, and he jumps as the ferry is pulling away. Well, Frodo made it. Joe did not. He was that big sploosh you just heard mere moments ago if you had your evil hearing ears on just right. And today is Monday, April five and. Uh, I really want I really want five and to work, not fifth. Five and D. Five and language is a living thing, you guys. You guys okay. And this is Gustav Reaper Pants. Yes, that's right. Our next best go bag to immortality episode of 2021. Not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying it's a thing. Now, Vendus. Vendus? Yeah. Stand tall and explain your treachery, saw. Um, I, um, there was chocolate and more chocolate and, um, girl. So, uh, <laughs> that's, 
that those are my excuses. <laughs> okay. You see, now uh, you would not have known this, but uh, my, that reference—that was a reference to that uh, for a stretch of time, a period of time. Every time I logged into Steam, I would see you uh, in there uh, playing Elite Dangerous, and I felt I felt a little ah. pang of betrayal because you know the Odyssey thing hadn't even started yet; it was still weeks away. Um, but uh, I saw you in there, many hours in there, many hours in there, and. Um, so I uh, wanted to query you, especially now given that the uh, Odyssey, the Odyssey Alpha, is out. <laughs> the uh, yeah, never mind. phase one. Yeah. Fa- <laughs> um, so uh, are you? What was the the nature of um, of your um, uh, play there? Were you are you preparing for Odyssey or? Did you just uh, get a, you know, get a uh, an asteroid up your space nose uh, that you had to dislodge, or, you? Uh, wh- why why are you playing it? A little bit of both. I-, I wanted to get more engineering done and things done for Odyssey coming out because I knew that with Odyssey there was going to be more engineering required. So <laughs> I wanted to get my other stuff done first. Okay. Okay. But uh, uh, and then I just wanted to play. It was I. I haven't really played it in a while, and there's been a lot added, so there's a lot more to do, Okay. which I didn't realize. So I feel kind of stupid when I used to be like, yeah, Elite's super deep, you know, super wide and not very deep. Well, there, there's a lot more there than I thought at first. Okay, okay, that's fair. Um, um, so are, are you part of the, uh, the alpha test for um, Odyssey? Yeah. Oh, you are? Okay, so yeah, have yeah. you had a chance to get into it? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I played it a lot. I had to hide that I was playing for a while there, though, because uh, one of my coworkers, <sighs> I uh, stupidly added in the Steam, and he started messaging me for work on Steam, so I started hiding myself on Steam. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, how many games do you play at one time? <laughs> and <know>. work. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, right now it's just Mortal 2 and Steam and uh, uh, Elite Dangerous, pretty much, right now. Okay, so. okay. Um, I you know I didn't I didn't really plan to discuss this much in the show I, I just you know this was my my evidence that Venice was still alive was this heresy that I had <laughs> observed so um, well good I mean and, and you are you encouraged just real quick are you encouraged by what you've seen in the alpha so far yeah um, it, I mean yeah there's bugs it's it's there's bugs but um, it's the gameplay the gunplay is pretty smooth overall um, okay okay it's it's not a groundbreaking FPS though it's it, it's just a my sense of the thing is that they are taking what they have that works which is you know space sims spaceships pew pew and attempting to add a an acceptable a, a, a competent level of FPS to a portion of that is that seem about right yeah I mean basically the way I've been looking at it and this is maybe kind of wrong I don't know. But everything that Star Citizen promised in ground FPS type stuff, mm-hmm. they're, they're doing already in their alpha. Like, you can hack in the terminals, you can cut boxes open to, like, break oh. in through stuff. Um, the AI, I will say this, I was pleasantly surprised uh-huh. by the AI in its current state. Um, there is some bugs where the AI will bug out sometimes. Okay. But uh, they're working on that, obviously, being an alpha, and they said they were working on it. But when it works, which is, I'd say, 85 to 90% of the time, the AI works correctly. They just get stuck occasionally. Um, and they only get stuck in open play, I might want to add. If you're playing solo play, I've never seen them get stuck. 
Um, But in open play, they legitimately... So I was going up against a group. This is really one of the best firefights I've had against AI in a very long time. Like, they legitimately suppressed it. Like, I had... There were two that started just laying down cover fire, suppressive fire on me to keep me, you know, suppressed. While Mm -hmm. two guys literally circled around the back and came up behind me. And I know that all four were in front of me at the start of the fight. And then the two showed up behind me. (laughs) Well, that's um, I'm color me um, um, surprised. Um, yeah, I was impressed. I, I was just like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um, you know, because I, I I heard somebody else uh, somewhere talking about um, you know elite dangerous coming at FPS from a, a place of um, a space sim, you know, a space sim engine, um, and you know, whereas uh, that other game uh, is coming from trying to do a space sim experience coming from an FPS engine and how, um, you know, kind of, you know, that makes a, a compare and contrast at, at least a little bit less boring. Um, so, well, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear it is, um, it is going well. Uh, Sorian, are you, I know we had talked before you were contemplating maybe getting back into Elite Dangerous. What are your thoughts uh, at this point? I'm thinking about it. I think I'm going to wait until Odyssey is out as a full release, and then I'll kind of reassess. See who's playing it. I have because I'm because uh, I think you have to buy Odyssey. Did you already buy it, Venice? Do you know how much it is? Well, you have to buy the uh, I think one step up from the base edition to get into the alpha. Yeah, like if you oh. just buy it, you're not in the alpha. You have to buy like the deluxe edition to get into the alpha. Oh, but my opinion right now is, I would at least wait till towards the end of the alpha, and at that point, why get the alpha? But definitely wait because, like, for example, you can't fly your own ship right now. You have to uh-huh. take their new taxi service, which is cool. But the freaking system, the my one gripe to Frontier uh-huh. Dev, they picked a system that all the planets are twenty minutes super cruise distance away from each other. So you pick up a mission and you're in this taxi, which you can't do jack shit in while you're in it for 20 minutes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's well, you know, and that's a thing that people have been contemplating or come. Um, <laughs> can you can you pro pro um, proactively complain about a feature that hasn't been released in the game yet um, yeah. about Star about Star Citizen about you know hey our it's so big, you know. We've got sixty-four bits, and we can uh, we can arrange them in dozens of crazy poses. Um, what am I going to do that entire time? Am I, you know, are you going to put the you know the Star Wars thing where you have to let the Wookiee win, or it'll rip your arms off, or you know, what are you going to do to make that travel time realistic, but also um, make it not so boring that you just punch out and uh, and uh, go play something else. Yeah, and that's the thing in Elite. Like, if you're in your own ship, there's some minor things you can do. But on top of that, the reason it's a 20-minute super cruise is because the AI is flying. Where, like, Uh, if I was flying, I could probably get it down to, like, 12 to 13 minutes. It's still a good distance and a good amount of time, but it's significantly less than the AI flying me in. (laughs) Right, right. Well, you know, the, the one thing that would definitely make it a much longer trip would be if you were on your way to drop the kids off at the pool. Yeah, but see, that's when I like the twenty-minute trip. You know, I just I start the trip and I'm gonna take the kids to the pool real quick. I'll be right back. I'm still in Super Cruise. Wow. Well, but, but getting to the pool though—that's that's not a time <laughs> when you true. want 
when you want to have, you know, you don't want a delayed arrival on that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The, the other thing that's come up that they haven't addressed that uh-huh. I'm very curious about, if, if you're an open playwright, yeah. once we have our ships, these taxis are in the world. So as a player, can I then knock out one of these NPC taxis and destroy it while a player is chilling on it that has no control over anything and just has to sit there and die. <laughs> that's got it. That's got to happen. It's going to, or they're going to, they will test that. That will be tested one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. We should get our, they're about to move to the next phase here in a week because their patches have been going really good. And, and the next phase, what is the next phase? I heard it, but I, I've forgotten. Did you mute yourself again, Bendis? I did mute myself. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know me so well. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, so right now we have a really small section of space, so they're going to open up the bubble in Phase 2 so we can go to other oh, okay. systems. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, I think they're adding in... Uh, because it's alpha, right? You don't have your play your character stuff, right? That's how Elite's always done it. It's this whole separate account that you're playing on right now. Mm-hmm. Um they're going to add in where you can buy ships, so you'll be able to get player ships in Phase 2. I think they're adding another suit. Um, but the biggest thing that I want to see is the faction conflicts will be enabled. So right uh, now, it's it's just missions against like pirates. Mm-hmm. But in Phase 2, we're going to be able to actually go in and do ground battles, uh, larger ground battles between the two fa- the factions fighting. Like uh, You've done conflict zones in Elite Dangerous, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Basically those on the ground, but over an installation. Okay, all right. Well, oh, yeah. good. It it, it sounds it sounds like you know, David Braben, you know, uh, even uh, you know Sean Murray. I mean, these two guys. I remember when there was that the 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 trifecta. You know, there was uh, the trifecta of space games, and who's going to get to the finish line first, and who's gonna you know who's gonna uh, win the big prize. And um, I think those uh, those two guys um, they've gone up, they've certainly gone about it different ways. Um, and uh, but they're. Uh, Gosh darn it! They're they're released and they're and they keep releasing more stuff and um, I think overall uh, things are um, are getting better for both of those franchises. So good for them. I don't know. I didn't. I don't have. I think I have Horizons, but I don't have the one that came after that. So I well, you have everything now. Uh, oh, okay. I would. Oh, okay. I would need to. I would need to purchase the new thing to. Uh, to Just do Odyssey. That. Yeah, but I, you know, right? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes because there's just there are so many other things to play right now that uh, I don't want to get diverted on because I have a couple hundred hours, probably a couple hundred hours in Elite Dangerous from back back at initial launch. I mean, I bought in before I bought in during beta, um, and uh, so I've I've kind of been there. I've done that. I know they've improved some things, but it's also um, it's also there's. There are new, um, new, exciting, and interesting places to go, which we will be talking about here very, very shortly. Uh, Sorian, uh, 2X or 3X? 3. 3X, okay, all right. Uh, three, long, tall? 3X tall? Is that a thing? It's 3x3. Uh, 3x3. Three yeah, three. Three by th- three by three. <laughs> You're a giant cube? <laughs> Yes. With a beard. Wait. <laughs> are you a bearded a cube? Gluttonous cube with a beard? That explains that. Well, three, that's why three by three your presence. Is square. I'll say, that's well, I, why I guess, your I guess presence so. Presence terrifies oh, yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> your two dimensional gluttonous cube. 
All right, well, because this just in, I and my lovely wife will, yeah, just two plus short months from now, we will be attending, wait for it, any guesses? If you say CitizenCon, I'm going to cry. Uh, well, put your hanky away. <laughs> oh, Woo! thank God. No guesses? Omega Mart! Oh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> the hell's Omega Mart? Ah, uh, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta look that up on on the interwebs. It's uh, it's weird. It's it's an art installation. Um, in well, uh, <clears throat> that's right, Bob. Our lovely couple will be whisked away to exciting Las Vegas, Nevada, where they will sample all the finest botulism-rich open-air buffets that Sin City has to offer. That is, before spending an enchanted evening wandering the paranormal aisles and alternative dimensional interactive exhibits of Las Vegas' hippest and happiest art event since Elvis Presley played strip ring toss with remnants of Priscilla's expired abdominal mesh apparatus. It should be fun! <laughs> so we're, we're going, at, at the end of June, we're going, we're... we're we're trying to recommence our annual desert trips, and well, we we have, actually have. So we're going to Palm Springs for a week, and uh, we're going to take a, we're going to leave a day early and go through Las Vegas first, and and, and see that. So I got my tickets. I'm going. I'm going. Three uh, X, huh? Okay. All right. What the hell is this? Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> I have to watch that later. Like that's just that is a trippy commercial. All right. Oh you yeah. Have no idea what's in store for you. Yes, I'm. I am so excited. I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. Okay. And I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I want you, want you. Whew, got that out. All right. Um, how are you guys on your African civil wars of the late 20th century? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it's starting. Are they ever not in civil war? Like, come on. Okay, well, let, let, we'll do a quick multiple choice uh, to uh, set the stage here. So, uh, Burundi, A. It is a landlocked country in the Great Rift Valley where the African Great Lakes region and the East African area converge. Or, B. A delightful custardy treat. I'll have the Burundi, please. I'm going to go A. Ooh, I, I want to go B because I like food. <laughs> Okay. The Hutu and the Tutsi. Two of the three significant ethnic groups inhabiting Burundi for at least the last 500 years. Or, B, a Darius Rucker side project. Well, it's got to be B again because, you know, people can't inhabit my food or then I wouldn't eat it. So. <laughs> I, I think, I think, sorry, I, I can put you down for A, Sorian. <laughs> I watched Hotel Rwanda. I know. Oh. I know that's... Okay. Okay. Um, and then the final um, uh, question. Uh, Lake Tanganyika and the Ruzizi River. A, the largest of the African Great Lakes and a river which feeds it. Or, B, the lunar crater and its assumed source body into which the crew of Apollo 11 dumped 20 pounds of grapefruit-flavored tang because of how nasty it tasted. I don't remember that. Well, see, now it's going to be B, and I'm not going to want to eat it anymore because it's grapefruit <laughs> yeah. tang. Exactly. I don't know if you, if you guys were forced to survive that as a child, but oh my god, that stuff is awful. <laughs> All 
All right, so um, uh, trying to well, a little lighthearted introduction. Yes, uh, uh, Burundi suffered civil wars in 1972 and 1993 thereabouts, and you know war. <laughs> good God, y'all, what's it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Yes, that's right, Edwin Starr. Apart from the deaths attributed to the fighting, apart from the wanton civilian slaughter, there were also incalculable losses to the land, to agriculture, to farms, to livestock, to all the links in the food chain which depend upon upstream resources for their survival. Certainly a low point in the shameful history of man's inhumanity towards man. Now... Enter Gustav the Reaper, yes. A large male Nile crocodile frequenting the Ruzizi River and the northern shores of Lake Tanganyika. It's an interesting thing to look up. Uh, lake Tanganyika is the second largest and second deepest freshwater lake on Earth after Lake Baikal in Russia. And it's also the second oldest, but I'm not sure how they figured that out. I mean, did they ask to see its driver's license? That You saw it in half and they count the rings or... You just pull some smart rings out of your, or some smart words out of your geocache and call it research, you silly eggheads. <laughs> ah, but it is believed that Gustav is currently about 65 years old, 20 feet long, and weighs in at more than 2,000 pounds. And he's still growing. Um, how has he grown so big? Well, the average adult male Nile croc comes in at about 13 feet long and weighs about a thousand pounds. He dines primarily upon fish, local fauna of midland size, and occasionally the odd human child left unattended. Mind you, the child needn't be odd, only unattended. Lifespan seems to top out at around 100 years, and so long as the croc can keep hunting and feeding itself, its growth will not stop. So given Gustav's size, scientists at first believed him to be approaching the end of his natural life and that he must be around 100 years old. But then he smiled. And you see, if it were true that Gustav would soon or had recently joined the Century Club, then he should have already lost many, if not all, of his teeth. That wasn't the case. Gustav still had a full set of choppers. Okay, so we're going to we're going to bookmark Gustav here for a minute or two and step step a rung or two down a different food ch food chain of sorts. Um, I think my my tongue is having a throat. Um, Charon sometimes pronounced something more like Sharon or even a little like Karen. Well, Karen is the ferryman of Greek mythology who shuttles the newly deceased from the land of the living across the river Styx to the land of the dead. Karen is a daimon, a semi-divine spirit who acts as a go-between for the gods and mere mortals like us. And Karen is always in a twitchy-ass hurry, and Karen expects to get paid. He gets paid, or you don't ride. You don't ride, and you spend eternity wandering the Styxian shores on the wrong side. And though descriptions of Karen's physical appearance vary widely, I can't not see him wearing a shapeless house dress over a mess of we-don't-want-to-know, inverted bob haircut, and beating the crap out of freshly minted souls with flaming sticks and yelling, Get in the minivan now! I said now! I got shit to do after I drop your pathetic ass off on the other side. Don't make me speak to my manager. Ferryman <laughs> is a Karen. Okay, here's the light at the end of the tunnel. Our Reaper, Gustav the Reaper, uh, Karen likes to keep busy. Karen likes getting paid a lot. He doesn't have time for or care what happens to the souls he ferries once they've been delivered to the land of the dead. He only cares that he gets back to the living side of the sticks and that there will be more paying passengers ready and waiting to make the trip. And this is where Gustav comes in. 
Gustav is a notorious man-eater. He is rumored to have killed and eaten as many as 300 people, men, women, children, all ages and sizes. But maybe there's another way to look at that. Maybe how about Gustav is estimated to have delivered unto Karen the souls of at least 300 people taken from the banks of the Razizi River in Lake Tanganyika. No disrespect towards the deceased intended, merely an ex post proposal for a happier accompanying mythos. So, apparently, Gustav was a people person. Uh, croc, croc, never mind. But how did Gustav develop his apparent preference for human flesh? Not normal. Very strange. Well, here's an idea. War had devastated Burundi twice as Gustav was abandoning his youth and approaching middle age. The devastation likely displaced most of Gustav's normal diet, but in its place, war gifted Gustav a bounty of tens of thousands of dead human bodies. Likely the Razizi River was choked with them, so Gustav feasted and he grew, and the bigger he grew, the slower he became. So as the plague of war and its human devastation receded, as the flora which sustained fauna and the fauna which sustains other fauna returned, Gustav had, alas, become too big and too slow to hunt his natural prey. Add to this that his body had acquired a need for much bigger prey in order to sustain itself. Gustav was at that time what science calls today a fatty, fatty, fat, fat. But, of course, by then, Gustav would have realized that there were people again, live people who had returned to the area and who would come to the shores of the Ruzizi River and Lake Tanganyika, come to get water, to fish, to wash clothes, and or to bathe, and some who came then to Gustav's water never left at least not the way they had arrived. Because, though Gustav could no longer sneak up upon, chase, and catch the wary prey animals trained by their instincts to not get caught, Karen's Reaper of Souls quickly learned that the ways of absent-minded humans negated the need for old tactics in favor of new, smarter strategies. Gustav learned the human ways, and he remembered their taste, which he had already learned to like. And Karen was made all the busier, which he liked. But maybe there's another way to look at that. Maybe some of all of those 300 plus people were, big picture, ready to move on. Already destined by the fates, but they didn't know it. Maybe destined to move on to where they were needed more or could do better works. Maybe, just like in our games, maybe it was their time to get past the monster so that they might continue their journeys on the other side. Bottom line, even in the darkest of hours there is hope. The great Karen in the sky and his minivan to the stars are scheduled to return in just, uh, let me see, carry the one plus three, sometime between 2496 and 2507 years from now. So, say ho if you have your funky bus fare. Ho. 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 <laughs> oh, don't say it three times because then you're Santa. <laughs> That's true. I forgot to bring change. I know. I mean, how how would you, how would you, um, you know, you feel if you you get there and you're like, it was, it's in my other pants. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and Karen, Karen is just, you're not going. Yeah, <laughs> this get get used to the. I say, like, does that mean you get stuck in purgatory? You, then? Huh? Wouldn't that mean you're in purgatory then? Because you know you can't cross. You know, I think that would be that would be the uh, the um, the is it would be fair to call it a Christian analogy. Um, yeah, I, I think I think so. Well, I think the. Um, and we should know this because we've played enough video games, um, but I think the the living side of the River Styx is not a pleasant place and is intended to not be a pleasant place. But, um, you know, as Soren, you and I were talking about Boondock Saints the other night, and, uh, I, you know, I went back and I finished finished watching that again, and, you know, it's like they're 
even though these guys are Christians, they're Catholics, you know, and very devout Catholics, they're still putting coins over the eyes of the people they kill so that they can um, uh, pay the ferryman. So, um, yeah, it's, um, I, you know, if you guys are at all interested um, in, uh, because this is a true story, we, they don't know, Gustav has never been caught. Uh, there was, there's a really good documentary about them trying to catch him um, uh, and it involves um, uh, a French scientist, uh, his uh, last name, I believe his last name is Patrice. Um, and anyway, he, um, but the way that the wars happened there, he was given a very short window of time within which to try to catch Gustav. And, uh, you know, it, it was every bad luck thing that could happen to them happened to them. I mean, n none of the people, none of the scientists that were trying to catch him got, got eaten. Uh, but uh, still, you know, weather and uh, politics and armies, um, all these things conspired against uh, them uh, actually being able to, um, to save the, uh, um, the, uh, the croc, but cause, not because they thought, you know, well, he did, he's just being a croc. I mean, sure, that's true. But they, I guess these, these particular, this particular type of crocodile was in danger of going extinct. And so they wanted to capture him, see if they could really confirm why it was he was living for so long. Um, you know, what I, what I uh, made up there is, uh, is a speculation that I had read somewhere, but it, I, I don't think it's based in, in necessarily in science. But um, they, so they wanted him for a valid research purpose. Um, and... Uh, uh, you know, for the conservation aspect of it, and uh, but it didn't work out. But as far as they know, he's not, he hasn't died yet, so he would be about 65 years old now. Um, and uh, but anyway, I'll, I'll put a link in, in the show notes to that. That there's a, a short documentary, it's about an hour long with the actual scientists, and uh, uh, it's uh, it's <laughs> it's dubbed into English uh, from French. Um, and uh, I don't, I apologize i don't know that the, the uh, native dialect of, of the hutu and the and the tutsis but uh um it's definitely it's it's interesting and i was just you know blown away that how big lake tanganyika is i mean it's second biggest freshwater lake in the world so i mean that's you know vendus you and i you know we uh we get bored at lake tahoe because we've seen it so many times but you know that's a huge body of water you know and i and i don't think it's anywhere near close to what uh Lake Tanganyika is like so it's uh um but anyway you know it's I can't resist a good story about monsters and uh mechanical elves so there you go it sounds like the origin story for Godzilla or something like he just needs to go into a toxic waste dump it's <laughs> the final step is evolution careful what you wish for uh, uh, one more time Venice I was saying, sorry, and be careful. You might actually uh, will this into existence. Oh. A giant crocodile. What will be, will be. Oh. Um, Vendus, do you do you listen to books? Um, <laughs> Vendus, Vendus, do you know how to read? I, I read books. <laughs> you read I, words good? <laughs> I used to do a lot of Audible, though, when I commuted. I used to, I used oh, to do a lot of okay. Audible. Okay, I was telling Sorian about this book the other day, and I'm almost done with it. And it is, speaking of thinking things into existence and I won't say any more to save all the spoilers but there's a book called The Gone Away World by Nick Harkaway um, and it's uh, post-apoc sci-fi um, and it is it is 
it is done so well. I mean, it is, you know, encompassing some, you know, post-epoch and uh, some sci-fi themes, but like really good in a, a high level of literature. Um, and I'm not trying to disparage, you know, your favorite sci-fi authors, but uh, um, it's it's just his his command of the of the language of the English language is just phenomenal. And and the guy that reads it too is very good. So it's um. If you ever do have a, a a road trip or something where you want a good book, uh, highly encourage. Um, it's twenty four hours long, so it's 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 a it's a bit of a commitment, but it's uh, well worth the time, in my humble. So, all right, guys, we have a real hodgepodge, scattershot, cornucopia, grab bag, come as you are, one size fits all. Do unto others back with a vengeance. Charles Bronson, John Wick, Liam Neeson, particular set of skills, kind of show this evening. Yes, we do. Uh, delays, sales, smiles, and other things that suck. This just in, Outriders is a launch, and it is good, without reservation, without exception, without blemish. Easter weekend, we have slaughtered the fatted bunny. We have sacrificed degrees of significant otherness for five more minutes, honey. I feel a legendary drop coming. And we have, and there have been issues. But all in all, I am happy and excited for this game into the future. So... Sorian, your take, please. You've heard all the criticisms. You've, um, you've, uh, you've got a lot of hours in the game already. And Venice, Venice, you have the game too, correct? Yeah, I played it for a little. I played the demo, and then I've, I've gotten a little bit farther on the launch. Okay, uh, Sorian is a veteran of the game. Um, he has folded, uh, folded space and time to already have two thousand hours in the game. I don't know how he does it, but he does. Uh, so, Sorian, perfect. Your opinion, please. <laughs> I've really enjoyed it so far. Um, I I love the way the gameplay feels and the um, the power fantasy of the abilities that your character wields are fantastic. It's a good amount of variety in the gunplay and all that kind of stuff. Although maybe not as much as you would get out of like Destiny or Warframe, but I think it makes up for that in um, in the mod system and uh, having the gunplay be really good even though there's not quite as wide a variety of stuff to play with there. Mm -hmm. um, I think that the real fun of customization comes from the the abilities that you choose to pick, because you can unlock like seven or eight or something, but you can only equip three. And then the stuff, that, the mods that you choose that change your abilities on your gear, and then the um, the perks that you pick out of the skill tree, both of which you can, you can play around with a ton without much of a cost of, of doing that. Um, and the, mm -hmm. the build variety gets crazy. And the, the mods and the gear that you can pick up, even very, very early in the game, can drastically change how you play. Whereas with something like Destiny or Warframe, you really have to you have to play for you know, 20, 30, 40 hours. You have to catch up to the latest gear cap before you can really start playing with that stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it, it's it feels fresh in a way, you know, the the way. And um, you and I were talking earlier about um, as the difficulty increases, and you and you because you're up in the twenties now, um, that uh, and you say that it, it it ramps up pretty pretty steeply at the point that you are um, as that difficulty increases and looking beyond to the post game content uh, or the end game content. I'm sorry. Um, the the ability to construct a, a a strike team with three different players 
there's going to require some coordination of, um, of the, which powers are selected and uh, how um, what weapons you have and it's, it's going to really take some strategizing and some pre-planning to be able to get um, enough uh, enough uh, uh, coordinated uh, firepower in one place to uh, to be victorious. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of ability that really um, lend themselves to playing with other people versus trying to mm. make like a more of a solo build. Like you can get perks and mods that help you heal your team more than healing yourself, mm. for example, in pretty much all mm -hmm. the classes, if you want to. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that, where it really... Or you can help, like, you know, buff teammates' damage or something, but all the classes kind of have interplay stuff like that, where you'd, you'd really want to um, coordinate those builds and try to figure out, like, what role each member of the party is trying to fulfill. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, a criticism I've heard, and because now you have some exposure to, 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 to some of the higher... What uh, world zone are you in now? Uh, I think it's called the Wreckage Zone. No, I, I mean the, um, the the difficulty level, basically. Mm, oh, tier? world tier. Yeah. Tier, I'm, I'm sorry, on, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I think I'm on eight now. Okay. Um, a criticism I've heard um, is that... Um, uh, the, at the upper, at the at the higher levels, that uh, some of the baddies uh, uh, really turn into bullet sponges, and that um, you know that's. Um, I was thinking that maybe instead of doing that, it might be more interesting if uh, they were to do something, say, like we experience in uh, Deep Rock, where you have um, you can improve the the overall power of a given uh, monster by regenerating you know sending out another monster that regenerates health or um, uh, shield or what have you from a distance such that in order to beat that same monster you need to take out its support staff first you know something rather there's definitely some of that okay okay so as uh, as we played together on the on some of the lower difficulties or um or even playing on the same difficulty, but playing together versus alone, um, I've noticed that like they'll spawn more of the more complicated to deal with, like mini boss type things. If you're playing with someone versus playing alone, and the same thing if you're playing a lower difficulty versus a higher one, you might get like one mini boss. Whereas if you're playing for the, the highest difficulty one, you could reasonably have for that region, you might get three mini bosses, mm -hmm. and while they're they're definitely more tanky, but I think the thing that makes it harder is not that so much as the um, the sheer amount of like really difficult enemies with their own special abilities and different things like that that you have to play against. Um, they throw numbers at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know Num numbers of you know the harder enemies. Right, right, right. Well, I, I you know, and I think that's good. I think it's rather than than giving you the the exact same crew of uh, opponents and then just making them, you know, tripling all their their health points, you know, I think that that's, that that makes it feel a little more real, if that makes a sense, for a <laughs> an outer space uh, um, fantasy uh, looter shooter, but yeah. um, 
Yeah. So it's and we we should we should definitely mention you know their the the problems that they had seem to be best I can tell with the latest information I've come across, um, and that in no way is comprehensive. Uh, that the issues are to do with multiplayer, with um, you know, co-op, with matchmaking, with all that kind of stuff, which for this game is critical. Uh, given, but um, but you can still play the game. You can still you know, ex- excuse me, experience the launch weekend, um, uh, you know, hype mania uh, of the uh, the thing uh, by. You know, turning off crossplay and going out and playing by yourself—it's um, not what you want, but um, it's still it is playable, and they are working on it, and it appears that things are getting better. And there have been just some unreasonable, in my opinion, um, reaction from a lot of people, um, especially on the Twitters. Uh, you know, uh, just I say bordering on abusive behavior towards the developers on—it's disturbing for this. Uh, yeah, it's it's the launch weekend, you know. I mean, it's I mean, you know, and I think that um, that people's fuse on this sort of thing is getting shorter and shorter, or their people are you know tending to emulate worse and worse behavior that they observe. Um, you know, Angry Joe had a um, had his initial review, and it was it was Angry Joe. Um, you know, so it's that's you know he's got his. Um, his style, if you will, but you know he he brought up some some interesting some some valid you know concerns you know saying you know it's why are all of these games having why are so many games having these types of problems uh, out of the box and it was like yep I I totally understand that frustration um, and um, you know I don't know what it is that you need in order to um, test more thoroughly prior to to release. Um, I, I think in some in some ways you just you can't replicate the onslaught of um, of uh, the hordes you can't uh, you can't anticipate the hordes if um, you know prior to actually opening those floodgates however uh, sorry and like you said the other day you know maybe they shouldn't have dropped this as a, um, a game pass uh, for console day one that yeah. said, that shouldn't have affected you, you and I, because we played we played Friday night for several hours and and uh, didn't have a whole lot of trouble. I mean, I think we might have had a couple disconnects, as I'm recalling, but um, Saturday night was was awful. I think we we gave up after about 20 minutes. It's just like you know, I, we can't, you know, this all this is doing is just making us unhappy with the game, and, and neither of us wanted to to do that. So yeah, um, yeah, and so uh, but. Yeah, I, I, I get it. You know, there's frustration out there. I think there's also a lot of unreasonable people um, who are um, are creating uh, sort of a, an ambient toxicity around games that I don't think is um, is good for the the future of gaming. Um, and uh, you know, I, I want to save it for another show, but you know, I wanted to talk about the. Uh, the uh, six days of flu or six days at Fallujah, six days of Fallujah. Um, that Fallujah. game is in Fallujah is coming is coming out soon, and it, it had been planned for about ten years ago. And uh, due to um, um, reasons we won't, won't get into, but reasons they 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 held the launch, and that's coming out now. And um, some of the stuff, you know. When you have developers from other companies, you know, like trying to lead boycotts, um, it's 
it's just it's crazy it's nuts and i don't people can't see what it is that they're creating for the future of our hobby the hobby that we all love you know so um again that's just my opinion but we'll get into that um um unhappy uh, topic on a future show um so but what what i like about i think i figured out that you know the x factor of outriders for me is that it, it um it is it flows um it's um it's not the it's certainly not the story or the voice acting or the action figures with kung fu grip you can pose in tens of crazy poses collect them all no i gotta say it's the way the game flows it compels me to keep moving to keep pressing forward on through to the end of the encounter kind of like with uh, you know a race car driving game or an intense flight sim where you know it's three two one go and then you flow and then when the job is done you chill like i do Good stuff. More to come, TM. Um, is, is, before we uh, finish with the sword, do you have any idea of what we need to do to get some more people involved in this game? Because I think timing has been kind of awkward. I mean, Vendus is going to share with us what he has done in Mortal Online 2, which, you know, the, they had the big, the big stress test, which I think has diverted a lot of attention from uh, our normal uh, gaming cadre. And, um, and I know that Grit just finally bought in, and I believe that uh, Buddha has also purchased um, um, a for real license. And uh, so I think there's, um, there's some of that, you know, there's some positive on the horizon, but it seems like, like this should be a game like Borderlands, you know, in that it should attract the same um, type, because it has that casual aspect, or it can have that casual aspect, or something yeah. like... Um, um, uh, certainly the division um, and uh, 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 what you call it uh, game game words name lost okay um, what do you think what do you think you think you think it's just a matter of time people will find it or do you think that this is a thing that um, needs some particular things to happen that people will be able to um, uh, take the take the uh, the the um, God, I wish I had a good word for the perp, for the blue stuff. The blue stuff we throw at people. <laughs> Take that and run, 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 Forrest, run! Are you talking about like in general, or just in our our sort of friend group? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, both. I, I, generally speaking, I, I've kind of given up on convincing people I know to play a game. Mm -hmm. uh, they, I'm sure they know it exists. Um, and they'll either they'll play it or they won't. I've spent mm -hmm. too much time and energy trying to convince people to play stuff, even stuff with free. Um, yeah, and it's just, yeah. it's just no buy-in. So either they'll 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 come or they won't. Um, I think a ton of people are playing Outriders right now. If you're talking about the the general sort of market, um, if they can get the the co-op to be a little more stable i think it won't be terribly difficult to find like new people to play with um yeah but, yeah. but as far as like getting a friend group into a game i don't that's some sort of witchcraft that i don't understand mm. yeah I, that's fair i i think probably you know you just return to first principles and just say if you want to attract a um a crowd that will persist you know a a, a, a following of fans that will um, last, then you know, fix fix the bugs. You know, continue to improve upon the game. Um, you know, I had I had a thought. See what you think about this. Um, you and I have discussed a couple times. I'm not a real fan of the um, of the uh, uh, 
performance capture in, in this game. And although there are other games that we have played, which I think potentially could be off-putting enough to some people that they wouldn't play the game. For me, I just skip through all the scenes. That's, you know, that's how I deal with it. Um, but what there are other games that we play where um, if you want the lore, if you want um, to follow along with the story, then you, you get a a written recap of what's going on or you can go look up in like say there's a library or something where you can go look up the stuff um, and it, but if you choose not to do that um, you can still play the game you can still be effective you can still be a good teammate in the game um, you just don't have to read all that stuff and you don't have to you know sit through um, a lot of that stuff because you know uh, what's her name um, Ava is that her name Ava the the weapons girl yeah, Eva, um, something yeah. Like that. Eva, yeah, something like that. That it's just creepy the way that she's looking at you when you're trying to shop, you know, for him. And it's just, I don't think that I don't think that's adding anything. I mean, and I know that it's not detracting for you, and I understand that these are these are my my issues. Um, but it just it it seems like they they worked so hard on all this other stuff, you know. At some point, you know. That might have been that might have been a thing where Chris Roberts should have stepped in and said, "No, this is this is this is bullshit. You need to get rid of all those character actors. I'm gonna get, send them over to London, and I'll go back and we'll uh, we'll mocap the whole thing again for you." <laughs> I guess but, um, I can understand yeah. like the the shopkeeper being a little overdone. the The only one who bothers me is uh, is Eva. She the little who. Uh, they made her stare too intense. All the other NPCs that I've talked to in the game um, aren't quite as creepy. But uh, I, I like the story of the game. I think it might be the one of the five people on the planet that like the story. I don't even understand <laughs> what people are complaining yeah. about. I it's 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 campy, like Chronicles of Riddick level, like campy sci-fi. And if you came in expecting anything else, I don't know what to tell you. Right, right. But, yeah, but on that level, it's quite good. It's it's very different. It's very cynical. You are not the hero. You're not here to save people, unless you're like, I don't know, deciding to go out of your way, mostly just for the reward. If you're being honest, on some sort mm -hmm. of side quest. But like for the most part, it is it is very, very cynical. And it's it's a story of you like losing your humanity as much as it is you finding a new home for humanity. Um, right. I like that. Right. I like that kind of dichotomy, and I think they're playing it well so far in the yeah. story. But I, I don't think most people are, are willing to accept that your character is an asshole. They yeah. they want to like, you know, kind of assert their own personality over that, and I don't think mm -hmm. that's what Outriders is. Okay. Okay. Um, it's just. And, and maybe I it wouldn't it, it wouldn't strike me so so resoundingly if they would just tidy up a little thing the little things because like every time you walk by Ava, she says the exact same line you know oh hey how you doing you'll be glad to hear the hounds something something since you killed the guy you know it's it doesn't matter how many hours you've been in into the game she still she says the exact same line every time you just walk by you're not even interacting with her you know. So yeah. it, it seems like, a, you know, a little, you could have tightened up, feel, it feels a little bit like a, um, like a first draft, or not, maybe not a first draft, but a rough draft of 
of how the story is being communicated. But it's it does not that it, that has no impact upon the gameplay, which to me is the the fun part and what it is that I like in games like this is is the is the, the gameplay and and being able to cooper, cooperatively play with my friends and be successful in that play and um, and say woot say woot a lot. Um, so, Venice, uh, do you have any insights into this game you would care to share before um, I, I, I shine the uh, the limelight upon you for your um, your dissertation uh, upon uh, the merits of Mortal Online Two? No, you guys pretty much cover it. My my biggest gripe with the game so far is just the the cutscenes and just the voice acting. It just seems really disconnected when they talk. Like they just—I mm-hmm. don't know. It just doesn't seem. I don't. I don't get the feels from them when I'm watching the cutscenes. But other than that, the game's good. Yeah, uh, the content of what they're saying is fine. Um, just you don't have to repeat. Yeah, it's every... just they don't like do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, like even like cutscenes, like your main character when he's like, "Oh my god, this happened," and you're, but he's like, "Hey, this blew up. Yeah, all right, I'm gonna go deal with it. All right." Like they they commissioned me to go kill something, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, okay, I'll go do it." I just feel like he doesn't give a shit about anything, he, right? Like he doesn't. He, they verify that but, time and time again. He does not fucking care. But I mean, like, you should still care if a giant thing that can eat you is staring. Like, he just doesn't sound... Like, his words are like, oh my god. But his tone is like, meh. So if that was the, what they wanted to set, then hey, they should have... Um, one second. <laughs> 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 the dog is just wanting her input in the, story, in the show, apparently. Apparently the dog disagrees. Yeah, no, I just feel like the words that they, the words that they're he's <laughs> saying don't portray the tone that's being used. Like, if right. you want him to be meh, then have his words also be meh. You know, yeah, not just yeah. his tone. You know? I can sure, that. sure. Something sure. I've yeah, noticed is that the the first the prologue and the first act of the game feel like they added it a little more recently, and they didn't have a lot of time to polish it. Whereas like. The further you get into the game, it seems like the writing gets better. <laughs> like they had more time oh, to work okay. on it. Well, that may good. be what it is then, because I've only gotten to. I think I'm still in the first act. Like, so I'm, I'm right after the end of the demo, and I've done like one or two missions. Okay. Okay. I think it gets better from there. Yeah. Okay. And, and, I'll see. And I and I don't want to harp on this too, because I don't want this to be you know what it is that we care about for the game. You know, it's just yeah. it's a. It's a it's a it's a thing that that is is re- repeated. So I don't want to ignore it either. I mean, I want to acknowledge it and move on. So let's yeah. do that. Uh, Vendus, Mortal on. Well, sorry. Did you ever you got into Mortal Online two a little bit, right? Yeah, I walked around town and um, I killed enough pigs to make myself some leather armor. Nice. What'd you do with the bacon? Bacon. 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 What? Bacon. <laughs> I sold it. What? Sold it. Did you forsake it first? <laughs> I did. We got to bring back Forsaken Bacon. Forsaken Bacon, yes. yes. All right. So, Vendus, what um, uh, you've been in, and you've, uh, as as is customary to your people, uh, you have put in a thousand hours in a hundred hour period. Um, what is um, what is your take on this? You, obviously, you're liking this. Well, so just disclaimer first. I loved Mortal Online One, so yeah. I'm a little biased going into Mortal Online Two. That's fine. Um, my problem with all my problems with Mortal Online One, I think they're fixing it too. And, and and they've you know Henrik, real quick, I just want to shout out to Henrik and, and Starvault. Right, while they've had their 
discrepancies in the past, community-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, they've always consistently been decent developers. They were young developers, so they made some stupid decisions in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that you can see that they've learned and grown from it, I have a lot of respect for them in that. Good, um, good. They, they constantly seem to be listening to the community at this point. I, the, the initial years of Mortal 1, they didn't. Now they are. Um, but yeah, Mortal 2, though, is... is it's hard because if everyone right now that's checking it out has gotten in the stress test, which, dear God, I'm like background noise city today. Um, <laughs> so, um, the, the, the children are out of the pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is terrifying. That is terrifying. God, no. Um, wow, talk about losing your train of thought. But, um, You're welcome. Yeah, Borderlands is great. Let me get my train of thought back. <laughs> No, it's it's so the stress test. There we go. So the stress test. They did exactly what they wanted with the stress test, and they were very straightforward. Um, they got a backlash from the community at first, but mm-hmm. everyone that was backlashing were idiot, not idiots. Sorry, let me step back. Were people that got into the stress test only, mm-hmm. and you know were just like, oh, free game to play, cool. And they didn't read the liner of stress test. Apparently, they didn't understand what that meant. Right. And yeah people couldn't get in for two days but again it was a free stress test you didn't pay to get in they purposely were trying to slam their servers right to figure out how it would handle and they did and every day since the stress test has gotten better and better to now there's no queue you get in like right away okay and and how long is this going to stay up i mean the this, this or, i mean are go ahead oh sorry so the stress test is ending uh potentially this week um okay. Basically, the Henrik's words, the lead developer, was they're pushing out a major patch um, today or tomorrow mm-hmm. to address a lot of the bugs they found from the stress test. And if all of that is good, they're going to end the stress test. Will that mean that you you lose access to play, or are you in a playable form of the game until launch? Uh, I personally am in a playable form, yes. Uh, if you just played the stress test, no. Oh, You're okay. done. So stress test is free. I've been playing since alpha, and I have ba- I backed way long ago on top of that. So I got invited to the alpha, and then I bu- I backed the game as well. Vendus, are you a whale? Am I waving my hand in front of my mic? Is it doing weird things? No, are you a whale? Oh, oh no, no, not really. <laughs> okay, I just I'm just <laughs> no. I'm just uh... Chris Roberts might make things so because I spent way too much money on it, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, so and then when is uh, release supposed to happen? We haven't seen a, a set date for that yet. Oh, okay. I think they're shooting for this year, but I they're being very um, careful this time around. Good to make Good. sure it's ready. Yeah. Um, Good. I'm just really excited because they're they're adding naval combat this time, and what he's described he wants it to be sounds very good. Oh, okay. Um, he said a cross between like um, Sea of Thieves and uh, oh shit, what was that other game? Uh, Black Wake, I think, is what he was saying. Um, okay, but yeah. Um, so uh, describe for the audience, please, if you will, the bikini chainmail. Slowly, very, very slowly. Well, you can't go slow with bikini <laughs> chainmail. You have to go fast so that the jiggle, jiggle physics come into effect. Uh, without jiggle physics, bikini chainmail just doesn't make any sense. But this is not this is not a uh, uh, 
uh, theme park MMO. This is not... Oh, God, like, no, 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 no. It yeah, is yeah. as far from it as it can be. So the reason Mortal... Do you guys know the reason why Mortal is called Mortal Online? I do not. So Henrik, the, the main guy, basically... The reason he named it Mortal is because he got sick and tired of all the MMOs and all the games out there where you were the hero. Everybody you saw was the hero. Everybody you saw was a god. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this game, you are a mortal. You're just a puny little mortal running around okay. with a sword if you're lucky. Um, uh-huh. So that's why it's called Mortal Online because it's it's all these mortals living their life. And for you to get a name in the game, you have to earn it, legitimately earn it through your, your actions. Okay. And is there permadeath? No, not per se. No. Oh, okay. No I mean, well, is there? I mean, it's full can, loot, though. It's full loot. Oh, okay, okay. So, and and more importantly than running around with a sword, can you run around with scissors and go? Blah, 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 blah. Can you do that? It's funny you say that. Um, <laughs> they did just uh, announce that they're going to have a barber profession this time around, and that's going to be how people customize their characters. Right, and you you can <laughs> um, you can specialize. You can be the you can be the best barber in all of mortal world um and you know command the highest prices and uh the respect and of your um of your townsfolk and uh be known worldwide for being able to do the uh the best what do they call that an in- inverted bob karen cut <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I guess you could yes you could okay so well that but that's i mean that's depth i think you know that's good so is uh, extremely is depth. is it fair to compare uh, the potential of this game to the potential we saw in 4 Last Oasis? Maybe. I think so. I think it'll surpass that. Okay. Okay. Because, it, it, well, what do you, but first off, I do want to know, what do you mean by the potential? Potential for a group or potential in general? Well, I mean, just like, you know, in concept, I think is probably, I mean, because. Oh, I yes, think, you know, it's great. Last Oasis, you know, I think suffered some unfortunate setbacks at unfortunate times and may have had, you know, a, a few key errors that I think may have prevented it from growing into the game that we had hoped it would as quickly as we had hoped it might. Um, not saying that it can't happen still, but it just, it didn't, it, it, it too, there were too many obstacles. And it sounds like this guy who is the head of uh, the mortal uh, online project is um, is is smart. He's smart. He's not dumb. Not like they say. Um, and so he's going to um, try to make sure that those he's learning from from past mistakes. That that's the key. Yeah, and I think that I think the donkey crew. I think I don't. I think that this was their first dance, if I'm not mistaken. So they they didn't have a whole lot of experience. It certainly seemed that way. Yeah, to to uh, to learn from. So no uh, no shade on them. Um, <clears throat> some of these other developers, and we'll get to it in the next show, I think. But uh, some of these other developers, I think, uh, they don't—they don't learn from their mistakes, or they define mistakes differently than we do. Um, they define exactly. them, you know, more on bottom line and um, return on investment. So, um, yeah. Anything else about the the game you want to? We're at an hour five here. Um, anything else that you want to? Um, uh, uh, say about the game before uh, we'll come back and visit uh, you know about it again later but uh, you you uh, you give it a uh, an unqualified uh, uh, Vendus thumb up yes if you're into a very challenging game okay do not okay. go into mortal expecting a pleasant experience well th- you know I, that's good <laughs> I mean I, I think that um, a thing we that we have that 
not that we have, that a thing that many games that we become eventually disappointed in, that they have in common is that they're trying to please too many people. Um, exactly. And, and, and uh, it sounds like that these guys know, know their, um, their audience, um, know what they're shooting for, um, and uh, they're heading in that direction. So good on them. Um, sort of curious because uh, uh, there was a, an update, was on Kira TV about, and this has been a, a few weeks back now, about um, New World. And uh, I guess it was a fairly big monthly update that they had put out. And what Kira had said was, it goes, yeah, he says, you know, all the changes, the stuff that they're listening to, it makes complete sense given um, the, the demographic they appear to be aiming at now, which is for the theme park MMO. And he said, it's, which, you know, it has, has nothing to do with, with, with me anymore. You know, I mean, that was, not, that was not what I signed on for back in the day. So... You know, <clears throat> you yeah, know. that's one thing Henrik won't do. He made it very clear. He's, um, yeah, he has made changes. The one thing they've been clear on is yes, they've made changes for things that they feel will help bring in new players, mm-hmm. but nothing that changes the foundation of what Mortal is. Same. Good, good. That that good good on him. It's good to, it's good to see that and and to hope the, you know that that is you know and you know for Outriders too. Um, uh, the way that Donkey Crew dealt with their launch issues. Um, Me for Last Oasis. You know, yeah, uh, right, correct, correct. I was like, uh, the, the way that that, 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 that developer um, uh, uh, communicated to the customer base, you know, they offered refunds. I don't know that, you know, Outriders is going to do that or Square Enix would get behind that or not. I mean, I don't think that they should. I mean, I don't think the, the issues are I don't that. think they need to. Yeah, it's no. not that big. But it's encouraging to see developers do that rather than hide behind um, either just become non-responsive or um, you know try to um, to divert attention by doing um, uh, other crazy crazy things which one last thing before we get out of here um, I heard a story (laughs) my god NCSoft may be the biggest crotch stain of all (laughs) god yeah wait what are they doing now Lineage Mobile uh, oh, game, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there, there is a whale who plays this game who has spent three and a half million in U.S. dollars. This is in South Whoa, Korea. It's three and a half million on this, um, you know, free to play game, and they, you know, horrible predatory pricing. Um, many of the and he's not the only whale, but he was sort of the the lead whale. What would you call the lead whale in a pod of whales? The Pod lead, the pod. I am the mama waiter. <laughs> Moby Dick. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So well, like he that. was leading the charge on um, trying to get uh, NCSoft to address some of these issues. They they were trying to organize. They were doing protests. He was he went to their office apparently, and so of course uh, NCSoft called the police and is now suing. <laughs> Suing this guy who has given them three and a half million dollars as a player, as a player. So um, it's just you know the only reason I bring that up is sort of like as uh, you know sort of to lay a little bit of the groundwork for um, what I see as some sort of disturbing trends in in my favorite hobby. Um, You know the way that development of these of of future games is occurring, uh, the criteria that games are being uh, developed too, not like 
you know, we're going to build, you know, not like, uh, you know, back in the day, like with Doom, you know, or Quake, where it was, you know, we're going to do this thing that is badass and it's going to be done when it's done and we'll let you know. And we're, we are going to, we, the guys that are making this game and I believe publishing it in the early days, or at least um, had creative control, complete creative control over the, we have to love it first before we will sell it to you. And um, I, that, you know, it, you can't, you can't, unless Superman shows up and starts flying around the globe backwards really, really fast, we're never going back there. Um, so it's, um, it is what it is, but uh, I think that it's, it's important to, I think, I think we can make a difference in how we choose to spend our money going forward and not, um, not, you know, support um, what we, what we don't want, you know, as far as, you know, the products that are being developed because that's what they are their products you know and uh but anyway we don't want to get into that because that's a that's a rabbit hole too far for uh today's um uh conversation sorry you got anything else on mortal online or vendus you got anything else you want to say before we uh we uh punt this bunny down the trail I really enjoyed all the different races you can pick from especially the uh the watch I think I shared a picture um, you can choose you, yeah the hoagie you can choose how hairy you want them to be and um, there's, there's full nudity in the game and I, I've had a great time with that I just want to throw out too something that people miss on the character mm-hmm. creation it's so in depth in this game that the, the way you build your character height, fat, everything right affects mm-hmm. your attribute and stat pool yeah mm. So if mm. there are people like that make mages that are short and fat because they get more mana pool that way and stuff like that. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, you you can't be um, you can't be a seven foot five hundred pound rogue. <laughs> you can. You just won't be very effective. <laughs> right, right, right. And yeah. be good at it. <laughs> you could be whatever you want to be. You fall over from diabetes as you go to stab somebody. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just go. Oh my blood sugar. Oh my blood sugar. <laughs> That's just like uh, the game Scum. You had points you could assign, and you could be a big boy who was really smart, or you could be like a, a slimmer guy who um, maybe had more endurance and could run for longer, but wasn't very strong or wasn't terribly smart or all strength. Or you could forsake all the stats in the world to make your penis that much longer, because that consumes stat points. <laughs> yes. I remember. I remember when when the last t- time that we all jumped into piled into that game at the same time. I remember Wolf. I think it was Wolf, and I apologize if it wasn't. But Wolf, Wolf's going. He's, my, I have the smallest penis. I have the smallest micro penis of anyone here, <laughs> and he was very proud of that. <laughs> I can't remember. I think Wolf played a woman. That might have been Sampier. <laughs> oh, yeah, it could be. I. I, 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 I played Ghislaine Maxwell, so <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, but until until we come back for that, um, I'm still Doe. He's still Sorry Another. He is still Bendis. Uh, there are other he. He's still floundering around at the end of the dock. He's uh, Joe. He's evil. He's Joe. He's still evil Joe. And this has been Gustav Reaper Pants, brought to you by the fine folks over at the Pantscast Family Shows, a wholly owned subsidiary of Leaps Gaming Network TM, podcasting by the seat of our pants since before chubby Marlon Perkins convinced svelte Jim Fowler to force feed a Komodo dragon his very own Slim Jim meat stick when he was heard to say, Ooh, yeah, you're going to snap into the Slim Jim. You need a little excitement? 
Put it in your mouth. Oh, yeah. Put it in your filthy, razor-filled, petri-dish mouth of mistake of evolution. Yes, I'm not really sure where Slim Jim the Macho Man goes from there. So, you know, if Turd was here, he would know. But just What just trying, happened? I was just trying to wrap, get someone, anyone really, wound up just right around that meat stick so they could say, Let us see your reaper pants! Yeah! I think we're going to have to put the NSFW tag on this one, boys. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share it with a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, consider sharing it with two people you don't particularly care for. (laughs) That's an understatement. I'll bet you didn't know the Jim Fowler and the Macho Man were one and the same. Huh? Yeah? I'm the dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. (laughs) (laughs) I know what dude I am! I know what dude I am! Gleepsgaming.fun Oh, Gleep. We become those guys who only quote movies from at least a decade ago. Right? (laughs) Well, I have a long list, and I'll get to them all eventually. Have Have you ever watched it? Do you, like, do you watch recent movies, or you just you just don't watch any new movies anymore? Dog, I'm gonna let you out in a second. If he's... <laughs> do they still make I, new know, movies? I've just been locked in this box I don't for know. so long. I don't. I'm not particular. I'm not a, pers- a fan of, of news, new movies very much. I mean, it's no. It's because I get I I tend to. Um, to answer your question, no, I don't. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> How's that? All right. Okay, guys, so let's go ahead and stop the recording in three, two, one, stop. <laughs>